Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We are here on Engage 101.5 with UMFM, your host Kate Jones and Josue Devi. And today we got a special guest. We have Owen Black from Nine Circles Community Health Center. They're located at 705 Broadway, and they specialize with expertise in the care and treatment of HIV, hepatitis C, and other sexual transmitted diseases. They deliver primary care to the community, social support, education, and prevention services, all in all creating healthier communities for Manitobans. So without further ado, you can go ahead and introduce yourself and a little bit about uh, your role there at Nine Circles. Yeah, for sure. Um, thanks to both of you for having me on and allowing the opportunity to talk about Nine Circles and the work that we do. It's always great to chat with the community and sort of connect with more people. So I'm the Community Engagement Coordinator at Nine Circles. My primary role is I sort of do all the communications, all of the public relations. A big part of my role is also fundraising and sort of engaging with community members, as well as sort of coordinating our volunteer program. So basically everything that you see in terms of Nine Circles on the website and on our social media, I usually have a hand in that. Of course, I'm not the only one, but because there's always lots of people helping out behind the scenes. But that's sort of my role overall at Nine Circles. Nice. Very sweet. Very sweet. How long have you been there? How long have you been with the team at Nine Circles? Yeah. So this one is sort of a funny question, actually. So I started last year just as sort of a summer student there and which I was helping out with my predecessor to sort of organize the Red Ribbon Walk and Run, which is Manitoba's largest fundraiser for people living with HIV. And sort of the opportunity came up that my contract I could get extended. Then I came on permanently and then full time in May. So just over a year. So it's actually sort of funny. It's I've only ever known Nine Circles during COVID and especially that impact has been quite different as we've had to shift a lot of our programming and services. And so I'm quite excited to see as things start to open up more and sort of we can have more opportunities with the high vaccination rate in Manitoba to sort of see the return of the full nine circles as while we're definitely still providing all of our services, it's always different when it's on virtual and online. So it'll be interesting to see sort of what we're able to, I'm excited to see what nine circles is known for (laughs) as I've came in sort of at a different time. Definitely. Would you be able to go over briefly just for anyone who may not know, what is primary care? Yeah. So most people, it's funny, primary care is really your sort of your family doctor. Um, It's sort of that service that when you're wanting to get a checkup or you have questions, your primary care doctor is normally what primary care is. So often people have pediatricians going up, that's part of primary care. And then as you get older, you'll transition out usually to like a regular physician. So that's definitely the services we offer is a big part is primary care. And at Nine Circles, we sort of serve a different set of populations than just regular primary care. Um, ours is much more specific. We often serve people who face more sort of systemic barriers to accessing primary care in Manitoba, such as people living with HIV, people living in the downtown Point Douglas areas, and sort of might face other obstacles, such as the social determinants of health um, and how those that can impact in terms of whether poverty sort of impacts your ability to access healthcare. Mm, yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. And that's super cool. That's super neat to hear. This is my first time of hearing uh, about primary care too. So that's really interesting. Yeah, it's sort of a funny name because no one outside the healthcare industry, I think, uses it in their day to day. But in general, everyone has probably most people have had an experience with a primary care physician and had no idea about it just because it's called that. Okay, neat, neat. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, 
it's definitely needed as well. In your in your experience, I mean, you've been there for like, you know, a little bit over a year now after the pandemic, but what's it been like working in a place like Nine Circles, you know, being just directly involved with some of the most vulnerable people and most some even some of just the most remarkable community members? What's it like sort of being at the front lines there? Yeah, well, um, I'll admit I'm not. I work generally from home just um, right now during COVID, but a lot of my colleagues are still on site as a lot of our population, they don't have necessarily access to computers and phones. And so often we're trying to sort of do this balancing act of being accessible and safe with COVID. So I know that I've heard from colleagues that it's been definitely a challenge, but it's a challenge that we've sort of gone headfirst to try and solve. We still offer all our harm reduction services. We actually have a service called the Pit Stop, which is awesome. So um, anyone can come in and access harm reduction supplies, such as like crack kits or um, needles, um, like clean needles, as well as safe sex supplies. So even though COVID has really impacted our ability to sort of gather in group programming, we've still been able to offer a lot of services that definitely have an impact on our marginalized populations, especially say providing naloxone kits as the opioid uh, crisis continues to surge. So then as we are currently moving forward with restrictions and everything loosening up as that becomes more like the norm. Is there anything that you're eager to initiate or just begin doing there that you haven't been able to due to restrictions? Yeah, like we definitely have um, had a lot of group programming that we've had to put on hold. So for example, um, last summer when restrictions were looser, we were able to have Indigenous drum circles sessions, which is really exciting. And I know a lot of our community members really appreciate that programming. So that would be one for an example. We also have our whole health promotion team that in prior times would go to schools or any organizations that were looking for information around sexual health and give presentations and workshops. So it'd be exciting to be able to return that. And we've actually, we're now organizing to sort of re-implement that as we sort of get a better understanding of what the fall will look like. And sort of we hear from our clients that they really appreciate cultural programming that is relevant to who they are as a person. And so we're excited to sort of explore more of that and to offer more of that in the future. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Uh, those things are like so needed, like harm reduction, having that mindset, uh, indigenous drum circles and you know accessibility and things like that. That's, that's really awesome to hear that we have these, uh, we have these supports in our community like that. Yeah, it's important to meet people in the moment and where they're at and who they are. I think a lot of people from marginalized communities sometimes experience barriers in terms of they go into this space that is very westernized, it's very medicalized, and it's often quite sort of, they don't know, they have difficulty sort of interacting with it. And so our team tries really hard to make a, a safe space and culturally appropriate space for every client, um, regardless of who they are and where they come from. So speaking of, of barriers, have you experienced many barriers in terms of preventing the work from being done in any kind of way? So I think initially when COVID first hit, it was really the adjustment of how are we going to say access PPE initially, that was quite a big barrier. And then also during the height of wave two and wave three, a lot of our staff actually got redeployed as the healthcare system started to buckle and Manitoba ended up shipping almost 60 ICU patients out of province because we didn't have the resources in Manitoba to administer care. That sort of, we had to suspend our STBBI or so sexually transmitted infections and bloodborne diseases testing because we are 
testing nurses were redeployed. So sort of how we overcame those barriers, we partnered up with a bunch of other community healthcare clinics across Winnipeg. So such as clinic, clinic with a K, uh, <laughs> that might be more familiar for your listeners, um, as well as Mount Carmel to sort of pool our resources together. And we created the same day care clinic, which was located at clinic, I think on Sherbrooke, I their new location. And so that was sort of that way we could still offer those services to the community by pooling our resources. Cause when a lot of your staff gets redeployed, that can sort of severely limits what we can offer. Thankfully, we've been able to sort of return back to regular services across most community healthcare clinics as the demand on the healthcare system has loosened. But sort of that was definitely one big barrier is we just didn't have staff because they were being redeployed or not. We just didn't have staff, but we had limited staff. So we had to limit sort of the services that we could provide during the second and third waves. We also have to, of course, sort of pivot to providing services over the phone. So now typically if you're hoping to get a test, say for an STI, normally we would often have walk-in services on Wednesdays. We've limited that now to phone calls initially to establish whether or not a patient needs to come into the clinic as to make it safer for everyone and to sort of try and limit the amount of people coming in and out of the building. So that's sort of some examples of how our services have changed or were impacted by COVID and sort of what we had to do to sort of get around that. Yeah, totally makes sense. I think COVID's just been like a huge, a huge thing for everybody, just, you know, finding ways to go about the challenges. I'm super interested to kind of hear why this work is super important to you and, you know, why, uh, like what it's like kind of just being around, being around these places. Uh, what, what does this work mean to you? Why is it important that people have this? Yeah, that's a great question. I think largely, so like as a gay man, I've always sort of felt not separate, but it's definitely a different reality. And for a lot of folks in our community, they also live a different reality. And places like Nine Circles work specifically really for people who often don't see themselves represented in society and sort of different levels of government. And so I think that is really important to me, especially just sort of knowing that there's such a need out there in Winnipeg right now. And you sort of see it as you go throughout the city, especially into different neighborhoods that this is still a very much divided city, sort of physically represented by the train tracks that run throughout the city. So it's important that we work to sort of eradicate those barriers to important things like healthcare. Because as we know, a lot of sort of your health reality is often determined by the social determinants of your life, whether you live in poverty or sort of you're impacted by poverty, what you're sort of education level is. So that's sort of really important is we need to work hard and fund more resources to sort of organizations that are committed to reaching out and and meeting folks at where they're at and providing those important services. Very good points. Yeah, really, really good points. Uh, Definitely agree. So do you have a short or long term plan at all, say like a five year plan or anything along those lines? Yeah, so uh, Nine Circles itself often has a strategic plan. Of course, our strategic plan actually expired during the pandemic. um, And so we just haven't had really the time to sort of refresh that and that moving forward, that is directly on our agenda. Right now, actually, we're about to undergo a bunch of renovations to our clinical side to make sort of our waiting rooms and our spaces more welcoming um, and more efficient for our clients. And sort of in the long term, Nine Circles is a big participant in the Manitoba HIV and STBI Collective Impact Network, which their long-term goal is to eradicate the spread of STIs and HIV in Manitoba. So our executive director, Michael Payne, is the co-facilitator of that organization. So we work a lot with sort of trying to reduce the spread of HIV as well as STIs in Manitoba. Unfortunately, the spread of HIV is on the rise. There was a 13% rise from 2018 to 2019. With the pandemic, we expect an increase as well as people have become more isolated 
to do to it. So that is sort of our long-term goals and strategic objectives. Uh, we focus a lot on advocacy as well. So a lot of folks don't know PrEP, which is a preventative daily medication, basically reduces your chance of acquiring HIV by 99%. Manitoba is the only province in Canada that doesn't cover, provide universal coverage or any coverage for this drug. And if we can get that drug into the hands of folks that are at risk of contracting HIV, we could really end the epidemic of HIV in Manitoba. So we hope to see sort of more coverage on that. We just had a big article about it in the Winnipeg Free Press by Melissa Martin about a couple of weeks ago. And the province did uh, commit to sort of updating the coverage to be more aligned with other provinces. So we hope to see movement on that because overall, we're really focused on STBIs and primary care and providing services for people living with HIV. And so that would definitely be sort of our long-term strategic goals is the the eradication of HIV um, in Manitoba and uh, STIs as well. Well, definitely a very worthy cause. If you were to have no more barriers, say, you know, money's no object, nothing getting in your way, doing your work, what would you want to do with that kind of freedom and and power? Yeah, I think I might not be the most, the best person to answer this question in terms of, I just haven't really been in involved with nine circles that long enough to to know <laughs> what maybe would be the answer. I would have a couple of things that I think would come to mind. One is there's definitely a big portion of education that's needed for the Manitoban population, um, specifically around HIV and stigma. A lot of Manitobans are still scared of HIV and they still think it's a death sentence when it's, it's not. Yeah, a lot of people by taking um, ARTs, which is uh, medication for HIV, they can become undetectable, which means their levels of the virus in their body can't be detected. And it means you can't spread HIV. So there's a lot of stigma that people living with HIV face because people don't know that and they're still scared of acquiring the infection. So I think a big portion was if we had unlimited funds, I would want every Manitoban to know that. And I think we've sort of our peers have expressed that sometimes the stigma around HIV is worse than HIV itself, um, because people will just say things out of fear. And we've heard stories specifically from one of our members, Christine, she was in the healthcare system and she was having a baby. And every time the doctor or nurse came in, they immediately asked her how she got HIV. That isn't relevant to having a baby, but it created this stigma where when her baby was born, they wouldn't let her hold the baby until 24 hours later. So it's definitely something that impacts the lives of people living with HIV and is really, it's just ignorance. And so we need to sort of educate our community and our uh, big fundraiser coming up on September 20th to 26th, the Red Ribbon Walk and Run, a big portion of that energy is to sort of clap back against HIV stigma. I think as well as sort of in terms of funding, we're always looking right now, there's a naloxone shortage in the province. We we definitely need to solve sort of the opioid crisis and and start treating people who use drugs, not as a criminal matter, but as a healthcare issue, because that's what it is. It's not something that should be punished. It's something that let's meet them where they're at. How can we reduce the harm as much as possible? Um, And focusing on, on sort of that aspect as well. So it's sort of having the funds to reach out to these folks and be there and to provide the services and supports that they need. Yeah, that's incredible. That's really good work people are doing. And I'm, I'm definitely learning a lot through this conversation as well. You should know about the stigma and about, about the community. I'm interested in, in learning um, some of your biggest learning moments or yeah, even just takeaways. What, what are some of the biggest takeaways you've had while working at a place like Nine Circles? 
Yeah, I think it's so maybe a bit of background about me. Like I'm sort of grew up in a I didn't grow up often sort of interacting with members of the Nine Circles community or often people who would be a client of Nine Circles. And it's sort of really learning just how different everyone's experiences throughout life is and sort of going from that point of from understanding and not from judgment. Um, judging someone doesn't make them healthy. It doesn't provide the services that they need. It doesn't put food on the table. So for me, it was sort of really sort of opening my eyes and my mindset and sort of having that new perspective of what everyone's lives are like and how how growing up really impacts the life that you live and where you grew up and how you grew up. So I think that was a big portion of it. It's also really impactful sort of hearing from people with lived experience about their experiences, especially sort of Christine's story. Like to me, that's just sort of mind blowing. Like this was, she's like, fully healthy. She's about to have her first baby and she's not able to hold it because of her status and how she uh, is someone living with HIV. So I think that's quite mind opening and definitely something that I think that's the most impactful for me. Definitely something that we need to be more aware of as a whole and appreciate y'all for doing this and trying to get this information out there and make sure that people aren't so ignorant on such topics. If any of our listeners um, who are listening right now would be able to support um, Nine Circles, what would be the easiest way to do so? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so probably right now coming up on, so our big fundraiser, so the Red Ribbon Walk and Run, we just launched our 50-50 raffle today. So if you're able to go to www.ninecircles.ca, you're able to buy some tickets, which means fun both ways. You get a big chance of winning last year. Um, or when I walked away with close to two grand, as well as half that money, it goes towards supporting our services, such as our food bank or a PHA fund, as well as sort of group programming and harm reduction sort of information, as well as we also have a donation page. So if you want sort of a tax credit, you can make a donation as well. And then during the week of the Red Ribbon Walk and Run, since a lot of our clients are often immunocompromised, we decided to go online again this year. So what we're doing is we have seven days of activity and each day is focusing on raising awareness. And so if you register for the event, um, which is on our website, so ninecircles.ca slash red ribbon, nice, short and easy, we'll email you on September 15th, the package, which sort of details all the different events and daily activities. And they're really simple, um, meant to raise awareness. So wearing red on Tuesdays, for example, or Wednesday, sharing a story of a person with lived experience, which we provide. So sort of raising donations. Uh, also, we are looking for food bank volunteers. So uh, if you head to our website, you can apply to become a volunteer. That would be awesome as well. Um, and as sort of more programming come back, more programming comes back, we'll sort of increase our volunteer opportunities as well. So definitely the Red Ribbon Walk and Run, we would love to have as many participants as possible and sort of raise awareness against the stigma that people living with HIV face. Okay, sweet, sweet. All of those are really creative like ways to engage the community. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, uh, any listeners, please just go up to Nine Circles and their website and stuff and you'll get more information. And you guys are on all social medias, correct? Yes, so we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. So feel free to toss a follow. And then we also have a mailing list that you can register on our website. Cool. 
Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for the work that you guys are doing down there and you folks. It's still incredible to hear that uh, Winnipeg ha just has these has these things because I think it's so needed within our communities. And me and Josh here are really grateful that you you know would take the time to to share this with us and our listeners. One thing that uh, we do like to do before we end our interviews is we like to find out what song our guests would like to play after the episode airs. We <laughs> air them on Thursdays, and yeah. So if you had a song or if there's something that you wanted to play, uh, feel free to let us know, and we can make sure that it runs. Okay, sounds good. Um, hmm, I'm trying to, I'm just looking at my playlist right now. What would be appropriate to be on a podcast and, or the radio? <laughs> or I guess in terms of, okay, how about Sunday Best by Surfaces? That's a good one. Sweet. That is. That's a great one. Yeah. Okay, okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Owen, for taking the time out of your day to come and speak to us. Thank you so much for the work you do as well. This has been very informative and very pleasant interview. I appreciate all y'all are doing. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on and uh, we'd love to come back and chat anytime in the future. Oh, definitely. absolutely. Thanks so much. We'll definitely, we'll keep in touch as well uh, just about, you know, the work you're doing and stuff like that. So yeah, thank you so much once again. For sure. Take care, everyone. And this has been Engage, uh, UMFM 101.5 with Josue Devi, Kate Jones, and we've had Owen Black on from Nine Circles Community Health Center. Please go and check them out and make sure you guys check out our previous episode. And we'll see you guys next week.